Hello, friends, and welcome to Starcrossed Storytime. I'm your host, Alex Roberts. We return with episode three of our miniseries about Starcrossed, my two-player game of Forbidden Love. Reminder that it is still on Kickstarter until May 10th, and I would really truly appreciate your support. Once again, we'll be chatting with a pair of playtesters who tried out Starcross late last year, psychologist Jessica Schoolman and role-playing scholar, community organizer, and former backstory guest Sarah Lynn Bowman. Special thanks to Bully Pulpit Games and all of our Kickstarter backers for making this project possible. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad that you're so excited to talk about Starcrossed and in particular your experience. Uh, the first question that it occurred to me to ask was, uh, so did you two know each other before you had played? <laughs> it's actually so funny you say that because I was thinking, wow, I really got to know Sarah well by playing this game because Sarah, I think I think this is right. We maybe had chatted the night before, but I don't think that we had known each other before then. Yeah. Well, actually, we had this really intense women's circle the night before. It's true. That was really powerful. So I feel like I learned a lot about you just talking about our experiences uh, in the world. And so I got a really strong sense that you're a very powerful presence and that you come across as really intense and dominant. And so I thought, hey, let's bring that in the game a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That actually was a really amazing, amazing uh, talk. And so, yeah, I guess that did lend itself to our gaming experience for sure. Okay. So tell me how that played out. Uh, Because I know, obviously, in Starcross, there is this lead and follow. Does that mean that it was an obvious choice to have Jessica be the lead or the opposite? Oh, um, it's funny because do I think of myself as a is a dominant person? I don't know. I I, I guess I thought it was interesting. But I, I took the lead. So maybe that answers that question. And um, and and Sarah took the follow. And I think, if I remember correctly, Sarah, I think that we just kind of agreed on that almost immediately. Is that right? Well, what happened was I uh, am the lead all, all of the time in my life. <laughs> so I... Um, I was ex- really tired of that. And I bef- I think actually before, I don't know if it was before you came into the room, but I had requested to everybody, can I please just be the follow? And, you know, um, so everybody was kind of awkwardly like, you know, t- it's sort of like speed dating or something. Everybody's kind of like looking at each other or whatever. <laughs> and and you're like, you're like, I'll play the lead. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's right. I'm re mentioning that. You're, you're just like, you know what? I'm tired. I like, you're like, I just wanted to go with it as opposed to having to set the tone. And I'm like, let's do it. Yes. And I also really wanted That's- to kind of um, better understand the people on the other end of it and the sort of things they go through. And I feel like I really got to have that experience. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that sometimes I can actually be a little bit overcautious in how I interact with people in terms of like, that's something that I've uh, gotten kind of like had to get over in my life is not like being as worried to, you know, like offend someone with having a strong opinion. So I think that it was kind of fun for me to play with that like alibi of, yeah, I'm going to be this dominant alpha bitch. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that was the, that was the dynamic, which is very interesting. Uh, What was your pairing? What, what were your characters? I was the... So our our situation, our scenario was very realistic, um, which is interesting because the game can go anywhere. 
um, and like, you know, to the fantastical, to the realistic, I was the, the boss, capital B, of, I can't remember what kind of company it was. I'm not even sure it matters. I think it was like a journalism thing. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. It was, it was, it was a newspaper. That's right. It wasn't. Yeah. So I was, I was the, the boss and Sarah, I think you were my new hire who were, who was also my wife's ex-lover. If I remember correctly. And playing male. Yes, and playing male. That's so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so we had met at a we had met at a bar and ended up almost hooking up in a bathroom stall doing illicit activities without knowing who each other were. And we were we were meeting my character's partner uh, there, or my character was. And then there there's the reveal, of course, that oh no, we actually can't be together. So um, <laughs> Like this is, there's that sort of like sitcom moment of like, I know you from a very different context, but now we're in a professional relationship. But yeah, that's right. I remember we, we had that, that hot and steamy near, near bathroom stall experience that I think, oh, we were like, ah, no, 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 we can't do that. And then things got, you know, a little more heated. (laughs) And what was negotiating that like, right? Like to, to have something like that right out of the gate. Um, and to feel comfortable, like, yeah, we're both into this scene. What what kind of role-playing skills or like table skills did you bring to that? Ooh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, I mean, I, I felt really comfortable with Sarah pretty much immediately. And I think part of that was because we had had that really great conversation and like intense conversation. And I don't know, Sarah, you seemed really open to just kind of go with whatever. And so I kind of was like, yeah. Let's just let's just make something really intense and you know sexy just right off the bat. And I don't know about the role playing skills in particular that I brought to the table. I think it was more of a sense of kind of easing into the comfort of being okay with getting that intense. You know? Yeah. Thank you for saying that you felt comfortable. Uh, it is something that I try to strive for to like create space for people to feel like they can share and express their creativity in a judgment-free zone or low judgment zone. We, I don't know if we can ever be completely judgment-free. Um, <laughs> but the other component is that um, I sense that it was going to be a very, I don't want to say a boring game, but there wasn't going to be a lot of charge if we didn't jump into the deep end immediately. And so I think if I remember correctly, I suggested um, that, that, you know, sort of sexy, you know, we're doing coke in the bathroom, you know, kind of (laughs) gross, but also kind of like hot thing that, you know, young people oftentimes go through similar kinds of situations when they're out at bars and there isn't a lot of private space. Right. And, um, and so having that be a shared background that then gets brought into um, other situations where you have these social conventions and norms that you're now expected to adhere to that you don't know how to navigate. Yeah, because like when you're drunk at a bar with a stranger, a, a sexy stranger, there's so much freedom and then anonymity. And I think it was fun to play with that, like we're just being ourselves and our rawest and like least sort of proper forms, then boom, we're sort of in this very professional role where, uh oh, you know, there are all these, it becomes much more real. And also like, do we talk about it? Do we not talk about it? Like we're, this this person's now my boss, like, (laughs) which is really sexy. You're sexy, sexy boss. (laughs) That was a lot of fun. Wow. 
So where did that story go? Okay, so I think, so it's interesting the way that the game plays out with the number of sort of scenes and then how the lead and follow kind of get to both sort of set the tone or respond. I think that it kind of went at first like um, we had a couple of sort of like tantalizing, like we're flirting, but we're not flirting because it's all encoded. And, you know, there's this like power dynamic of the, you know, the, the, the forbidden. And then I think there was a scene where we were like working really late on an article and we had this like bonding moment of actually liking each other as people and not just sex objects. I, I, is that right, Sarah? Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think the very first thing, though, that happened was that my my character was sort of shaming your character <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a little right. bit about like cheating um, and like making a big deal about it. So there was also this sort of reverse power dynamic where it's like, yeah, I'm technically the the inferior, but I also have this dark secret about you. And so there was a little bit of like calling out, but it's also something that we both really wanted. So then there's like, should we or shouldn't we throw ourselves into it anyway? And that, that added, I think, to the hotness. It's like, you know, um, are we going to remain in integrity or are we going to just jump full into this thing? So the, the, that, that bonding moment of, of like, oh, we're working really hard on this shared project. Oh, we're working in really close quarters. Hey, let's have a glass of wine afterwards. I forget how it went, but there was very little actual talk and there was a lot of like hand grabbing and waist grabbing and you know things got (laughs) things got explicit pretty quickly (laughs) there was one moment that cracked me up it was when um i think your character like slipped and like accidentally ended up in the you know like i think we were like talking over the desk or something and your character slipped and like accidentally like fell on top of me on my chair and so it was like that oh lord like you know the like classic <laughs> moment of uh, how did this happen <laughs> so that that was early in the game i think too and i think just served to again ratchet up that very like like physical tension and I wanted to mention that that's one of the things I think is so incredibly beautiful about this game is that the follow uh, has these really subtle maneuvers, but they're still maneuvers. And the, the mm-hmm. follow may not be entirely conscious of it or or maybe trying to communicate without actually explicitly saying something. And it really helped me understand the nuances of that dynamic. Like I said, I'm usually in the lead position so understanding how the follow does do these subtle communications, um, maybe it's not so subtle as falling in someone's lap, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> subtle communications to indicate interest um, that could be, it's like, did that really happen? I'm not sure, but um, okay, well, I'm going to just mentally file it uh, just in case. Totally. I thought that was interesting because, I mean, often they'll say in, um, you know, BDSM communities that the the sub partner has the power, or at least that's how it ought to be. You know what I mean? And so I I think that there's a parallel there in terms of um, the person who is uh, ostensibly not in charge has way more control in certain respects. Anyway, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, definitely. There's a a different kind of control and a different set of powers that because they're not explicit or because they, they can kind of like crop up, they do have this interesting power to them. Okay, I'm dying to know. 
How did your story end? <laughs> Our story ended, I think we had gotten to the point where, I think, did my character show up at your place or vice versa, Sarah? I'm pretty sure your character showed up at my place, but I don't remember. Either way, it was like a late night, like, I'm at your doorstep. Are we doing this? Yeah, um. it was. Yeah, it was kind of like this is like gone on long enough. Like you know, we obviously need each other. This has to happen, and that's when the roles fell the way they did. And I think that my character ended up making the move first, and then there was you know lots of torrid lovemaking and knocking over things, and <laughs> you know, I think a week of it, like over time, uh, like entire. <laughs> Like, like holding ourselves up from the world and like dodging our responsibilities and other people. If any of you have seen Crazy Ex Girlfriend, they call it the love bubble. Uh, by the oh, way, yeah, <laughs> completely, completely. So it was, it was very much a gathering energy and then releasing it all at once in a very violently sexual manner. So, and then I think that we had. gotten far enough along in kind of our relationships in terms of the number of scenes that we we weren't like in love you know in a like utopian beautiful way like soulmates forever but we I think settled into a relationship our characters yeah and um I think it was a, a fairly like healthy and mutually supportive one um I think the idea was that we had these desires that we didn't necessarily get to express normally and and kind of created space for that uh within this relationship um so yeah it was a I mean it was a it was it wasn't a happy ending but it was a a positive ending I would say yeah, I, I think so too. And I think it was fun because when I started the game, my character was very two-dimensional in, in, in my head as well as I think in the game itself. You know, I was just imagining like power suit, like power haircut, <laughs> um, power heels. And uh, through the game, there kind of was this necessary vulnerability that had to enter into the equation for it to become more than just about sex, even though it is all about sex. So still. Um, And so I thought that the end of the game made the characters much more, more real to me. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, And and realistic. I mean, those relationships shift over time, you know, it's hard to keep up that level of intensity. Um, And oftentimes, like, I think the game illustrates that that intensity is in part created by the circumstances around it, right? Like the pressure cooker of social expectation and, and having to decide will we or won't we and all of that. Yeah, like, I mean, I wonder if we checked in with our, you know, hypothetical lovers 10 years down the line, how would they be? You know, was it really mostly about that buildup? Or was there something more lasting that that was, you know, created? So it did mirror, I think, reality well in that way. Or the alternate option is if if they were single, and they had had the bathroom stall experience, would they have had a second date? Exactly. Yeah, no, very good point. I mean, I don't think that um, the, the bathroom stall experience which sounds like a band name. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of genre of music. But um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I think, you know, I think if our characters had had that, you know, like you said, had sort of gotten all that tension out initially and had had a fun Coke fueled evening together maybe they wouldn't have felt any need to ever reconvene. And I think that that's very realistic because in that very first scene, you know, there was drunkenness, there was, you know, drugs, there was just sort of like, like all id 
and not much about the characters themselves in terms of who they are as people. So yeah, it's a good point. Ah, oh, that's so interesting. It's uh, it's always very like reassuring to me when people are able to play the game in like a contemporary realistic setting and and still get a lot out of it. I've played it twice now and both times have been realistic and it was it and both times have worked very very well. So um, I'm actually really interested to hear what it sounds like in you know fantasy settings. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking about I don't know if I'm for Sarah. I think we were next to a pair who were playing just from the like little snippets that I overheard, like a very very different, like, completely fantastical. And they were just like having the best time and just laughing so hard. So I, I think that it's cool that this game can be very intense and like very real and kind of uh, poignant, or it can be hilarious and irreverent and playing with those ideas in a totally comedic way. So I think it's 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 really cool how you can have that complete range of not only settings but like tones. Definitely. Yeah. So do you think that you'll play it again? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm definitely playing it again. Um, I would like to share it with with everyone I know. Um, I think it's really important for us to have games that are about romance and about sexuality. It's really a wonderful time. I feel like we're kind of in the golden age of gaming right now. That that a game like this exists and that it's successful and people want to play it and there isn't uh, you know, massive discussions on Facebook right now about who would ever want to play a game about sex, you know, which I know that sounds bizarre, but you know, five years ago, that was our reality. And I'm really, I'm really excited for more people to have the experience of this game. It's so simple and so short, but so powerful. And I would love to to hear what people's experiences are around it, um, whether they're playing with their partners or playing with strangers or playing with friends and like how, how it gets them to, to both bodily experience, but also, you know, reflect upon their relationships uh, or their attractions. Yeah, I was thinking about actually how it would feel because um, I've only played it the once so far with you, Sarah. And you and I, you know, we're not complete strangers, but almost. And, you know, to play versus like with a friend or versus with um, a partner, I, I think that it could be an interesting tool, especially like, you know, with, for someone that are people that are in a a relationship um, to sort of play out these different dynamics and see how you feel and see, you know, where it goes. And I think it could be a great tool for like also opening up your imagination and kind of, again, having that alibi to act in a way that maybe you don't always feel comfortable acting acting in your sort of everyday life, I guess. So I like that part of it as well, that kind of um, potential for opening certain doors. I also really love the fact that it explores the nuances of dynamics that may seem really simple on the outside. Like, you know, oh, well, clearly these two people shouldn't be having sex um, or shouldn't be in a romance. But like when you actually get into the the moment to moment interactions and what is being communicated and transpiring um, and what that means for these individual people that are in that, it can be a lot more complicated. And I, I just, you know, Alex knows I'm a massive fan of this game. Um, I think it's it's brilliantly designed and so subtle and and powerful and yet so simple. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Okay, that's I, I I can't keep you here and have you just say nice things about my game. <laughs> we gotta wrap it up. 
Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. This was a really, really lovely chat. My, my pleasure. Thank you for making yes. such an amazing Jessica, game. Thank you for playing with me. I just, it's one of my favorite role-playing stories, actually. So thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Sarah. I had a great time with you too. And I really, really, I really enjoyed it and getting to know you better through it.